All right. Well, I usually have something written down, and I don't, so I might. Do you know fuck it by up. heart? Yeah, of course. Are we recording? Yeah, we've been recording. We'll oh, just great. Cut, we'll cut the beginning out. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes if there's like something really good in the beginning, I'll uh, I'll be like a cold open. I haven't done that in a while. Sam gets mad when I do that. Well, only if it's unrelated to what we're talking about. Well, that's the cold. It's the cold open. <laughs> it's the cold open. It's just in, there to get you like. Race. Yes. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Twitch of the Death Nerve, a cult movie podcast that takes a deep dive into a different topic each episode. Our wide-ranging discussions will touch on genre, culture, and the history of psychotronic cinema. I'm Charles. I'm Sam. And joining us today are our dear friends Michael and Bruce, who have been making movies together for a few years and have been watching movies together for even longer. And we are... Fuck, oh my god, this is so dumb. I gotta... Whoop, whoop. There you go. Thanks, Mike. I, I, I don't know how to introduce my friends and like make them sound as cool as I think they are because I just can't do it. Well, Michael, everybody knows Michael. Yeah, Michael's on our Sword and Sorcery episode. Uh, Bruce is another longtime friend of ours. And today we're going to shoot the shit about shot on video horror movies or just, uh, I guess, would you consider these to just mostly be horror movies that you guys fuck around with? Or? On, I think shot on video movies in general are mostly horror, but I I do have a couple on my list that are non-horror. Yeah, I realized when I was saying that, like, I always say SOV horror movies is like what I was going to just like naturally say. I mean, I imagine like erotic thrillers would would populate that there's landscape. There's definitely some erotic thrillers. There's definitely some action movies. Action. Some of the J.R. Bookwalter movies. Uh, th- there's comedy as well. I was yeah, thinking like about Siever this earlier. Yeah. yeah, like I was sort of wondering, are there any people who thought to themselves, I want to make like a melodrama or a domestic romance and I'm going to use this this video equipment? Well, the, the Sharky Video people made an uh, uh, ex-hooker's Christmas Carol, which is it's featured on one of the new um is it Saturn's Core that put out? Saturn's I know it's one Core. of the Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, sister. they're yep. they're they, they put out Backwoods Marcy. Right, that's what that's called. Backwards Mars, it would, yeah. be, uh, that comes with the. And it, yeah, it, as a special feature, it has an ex hooker's Christmas Carol, which is like a New Jersey Christmas melodrama, and it's amazing. And then you got people like Giuseppe Andrews making just like weird art films, but yeah, like he he thinks he's making like the next Fassbender movie. That's oh, awesome. Is. Oh, he that's is. awesome. I, well, here's the thing: the reason why I think he's making the next Gummo, you know, but he doesn't. He he probably hasn't even seen Gummo. A lot of these movies, like the ones that I respond to the most, are the ones that feel like the people making them. Like they're they're reaching f- far more than they're grasping. They're basically they're punching above their weight class. Absolutely, and I guess I mean it's it's pretty obvious what an SOV movie is. It's a shot on video movie, and I am curious if there is like since you guys are in the SOV scene, uh, is there any kind of like I, I have no idea. Is there any beef? With like the SOV guys and the mini DV guys, like when when mini DV became a thing, and like assholes like I don't know David Lynch were making uh, Inland Empire on mini DV. I don't think that was mini no, DV. I, 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 think I think that think... was that was that was when digital cameras were yeah, were well, fully wait, around. Wait, are... I'm sure David Lynch shot a bunch of stuff on mini DV. Okay, I don't. That's a good question. I don't know. Well, what is so so digital and video? These are two different things. But sure. mini DV is one of the things where it's 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 kind of like in the music world there was DTV I think I think they called it. Well, that, that's direct um, to video. No, no, no. It was a uh, it was like a type of tape only professionals had access to it. Kind of like the uh, I think in in the film world it was like three quarter inch wow. tape if you were okay. making like so a TV like, show or something. yeah. When, when you when you watch movies sometimes you can tell like they're all shot on thirty five. But some of them look really nice because the film stock is better. So there is a, a video stock yeah. that's like the pristine, like creme de la creme video. I mean, some people shot on high eight. Some people shot on beta. You know, some there's people had had VHS versus super VHS. Yeah, and... there's SVHS. Yeah. What the hell is super VHS? <laughs> it's, it's like it's like super 16. You know, it was just a slightly it was before slightly better. It might have been before beta, but it's it's a it's VHS with better like specs. We, we shoot on super VHS C, which is like compact VHS. The camera says that it's super vhs i don't know if it actually is oh yeah for for anyone who is a slacker and did not listen to our sword and sorcery episode michael and also bruce have now made two shot on video horror movies and so that's 
they're both fans of the genre and also filmmakers in the genre. And I kind of want to, I guess, maybe take a quick step back and kind of lay out where these SOV movies came from, like where their roots were, were first laid down. And my assumption is this is, I mean, these movies are what regional films became when, you know, it became it was so expensive to shoot on film. So when you did, it was like everyone had to fucking be game, you know, well, with, with and, the birth of, uh, you know, like home video camcorders. It was like everyone has a cell phone today and can take videos. But this was like kind of like the genesis of it where like, OK, so many homes have a, a VHS camera. Now anyone can make uh, a, a film before that it was you know maybe like a super eight movie uh which you know you get what like three minutes of film uh so no, it's like no sound yeah and you got to send it away somewhere to have them fucking process your shit yeah, and so it's you got to hope the film very difficult yeah so with vhs you know like you could almost anyone could make a movie with little to no money and that was also how they sold the cameras i remember like well i don't remember but i've seen commercials from like i don't know like a vhs sold by macy's it's like you too can fucking do your thing Shoot at home. your kids playing softball well no but you can you can make a movie is, is how they sold it. it was like you can also like now look at you you're a little uh, george lucas over here it was here. all funded by america's home funniest videos that all, that opened up like a whole broad perspective where all these people that aren't exactly filmmakers they're they didn't go to school for filmmaking okay now you're, you're seeing outsiders perspective on what a movie can be not following yeah. hollywood, hollywood or studio formulas i mean i would say that this existed before the video camcorder came out but the video camcorder is what made it like anyone can do it it went from being like oh, maybe this movie will be shown in a drive-in theater to being like this movie will be on blockbuster shelves. Well, you know, if you go to the blockbuster like, Hollywood video, they had so many super low budget, super regional. Yeah. You know, even before blockbuster, I mean, mid to late eighties video stores were just hurting for content. You know, I mean, with the birth of VHS, I was like, you know, there's only so many movies out there. And then pretty much, I mean, if you made anything in the late eighties, you could put it in a store, in, oh, in yeah. a video store. And Enter the Polonia Brothers. <laughs> Where do these creatures come from? What do they want on Earth? Are they friends? Or do they watch our planet with evil intentions, waiting for the right time to slip past our uncaring eyes and reveal their hidden agenda? We can only pray that day never comes. And if it does, pray we are ready. <laughs> Which I don't want to put you on the spot already, but for anyone who isn't a Polonia Brothers fan, A, you should be. B, there are, are they twins or just brothers they who were look alike? They were identical twins. Okay. And, 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 and Michael DiFrancesco Michael is, is their... Their triplet, their secret, long lost, <laughs> much younger triplet, who Guilty looks a lot charged. like them. All right, uh, I'll I'll bite. Who uh, who's the Polonia brothers? They're fucking amazing. I would say you should check out a movie called Feeders and Splatter Farm. Oh, I've heard of Feeders. Isn't there a Christmas one? Feeders, Feeders two, two sleigh bells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, every year when I'm looking up Christmas movies to like uh, to it's watch, great. it's awesome. Are That's they? Sick. Are they? Pennsylvania yeah, based. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, John passed away a few years ago, but Mark's Mark's still around, still going strong. It it might even be the first SOV movie I ever saw. But I remember uh, I used to work at an Italian restaurant because we live in an area where everyone's even either Italian or Irish. Oh my god, I thought everybody was fucking Italian <laughs> growing up. I didn't realize that they were just here. Like, just where I lived. I thought they were all over the place. The whole and world was just crawling with... <laughs> Eventually. But me and my, my, my manager was like, here's... Uh, oh, you like horror movies? You know, we had probably talked about, like, a normal horror movie. You know, like, I don't know, like American Werewolf or something, or something normal. You know? Yeah. And he was like, oh, here's some horror movies to, to lend to me. And it was it was Cannibal Hookers. Yes! Splatter Farm and uh, a documentary about ECW. Oh hell yeah! Which, which he was in. He was interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you should thank this guardian angel. And I had I had never I had never quite seen I had seen a lot of low budget movies at that point, but I had never seen something like Splatter Farm or Cannibal Hookers. Come on, let's get out of here. What, is your mom on the rag again? Are you kidding? She's never been off it. <laughs> Didn't you tell her where we were going? Are you crazy? If I told her I was pledging a sorority, she'd have a spasm. What's the big deal? We're only pledging Gamma Zeta Beta, the sleaziest sorority in the state. <laughs> Don't say that. We're pledging a sorority, not a whorehouse. I think of GZB as a dedicated sisterhood, a group of young women devoted to academic excellence, personal growth, and party! Yeah! <laughs> Weirdly enough, my introduction to Shot on Video came from Netflix, like, which is insane to think. DVD Netflix? Well, no, streaming, actually. When they first started streaming, their, like, lineup was crazy stacked. It, it, was, it was similar to, like, the, the video store in the 80s. They were just, they just needed content. So if you had something to sell, they would take it. So me and my brother would just, like, go through. They, had, they used to have a B-movie section. In, in their streaming services. Yeah, that's so how they, I they, found um, Blood on Satan's Claw. B movies on movie. Netflix. I know, I, right? I, uh, I, no, I, re- I remember finding a movie called Filthy McNastier. Is that Chris Seaver? <laughs> it sure is. I just remember watching this and it was like, I was like, this is like, this is, this is a why movie? Am I, why am I watching? <laughs> yeah. How did this get to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, th- that's the thing with these regional movies is that the people making them, they don't know the rules. They don't know what they can't do or rather what n- what no one else is doing or would ever conceive of doing. And they just fucking go for broke. And They know and some of the rules. They did well. I mean, they've obviously seen <laughs> movies before, so and with at least you know the thought that maybe they'll make one. So yeah, not all of them. No. Yeah, Neil Neil Breen never saw a movie before but he started making I, movies. I guess to me, the ultimate regional film is The Evil Dead, because that was I would say Haunted Ween. Well, <laughs> Evil Dead is the ultimate successful. The ultimate successful one, yeah. I mean, obviously, there there's a bajillion of these movies, and this was just the one that, like, caught fire. Mm-hmm. It obviously wasn't shot on video. It was shot on 16 millimeter. I've heard about the Evil Dead before. Yes. I'm not bringing up anything too obscure. Uh, but... Basically, when you watch it, it also feels like... When I was a kid, I didn't know. Like, I thought, oh, this is a real movie. This was made... By like Hollywood, I I I didn't know. It was one of the first effects-driven horror movies I ever saw. I saw it. Some older kid showed it to me when I was like eleven. We, we were watching it on a tiny, you know, it's combo TV. Terrifying. Especially on a tiny. Dude, TV. the end, the end horrified me. I thought it was real. I was know? so scared watching Evil Dead that when I popped in Evil Dead Two right afterwards, I didn't know it was a comedy, and I didn't it's, think it was fucking funny. I thought it was scary. <laughs> I like was scared the whole time when he's like dancing with a fucking you know deer head and the lamps dancing. I'm like, this is horrifying yeah. stuff, you know. Ashley, Ashley, help me. Let me out of here. Ashley? Ash, help me. Let me out of here. I'm, I'm all right now. I'm all right now, Ashley. I'm all right. Unlock this chain and let me out. There's uh, this company called Visual Vengeance. They're like a side project, I think, of like Wild Eye or someone. And uh, they just Love put out... Wild Eye. Yeah, they just put out a movie called Slaughter Day, which is... Uh, a couple Hawaiian Bill and Ted bros making their own what? Evil Dead movie. And wow. the setup is is very similar where somebody finds the Necronomicon and it unleashes demons. But they didn't make their own Necronomicon. They used their H.R. Giger Necronomicon art book. Wow. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's really great. How, like, how old is this movie? Uh, I want to say it's like 91, 92, oh. something like that. I'm pretty sure I saw something with a very similar title at Dollar Tree well, it, in the last 48 hours. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the Blu-ray from Visual Vengeance just came out, and it probably never got a wide release in the 90s. Mm. It, it's one of those movies where... The editing is not great. So back in uh, in the 80s and 90s, when you're editing on, on video, most people, you know, they don't have computers back then. You're editing from tape deck to tape deck. And you've got about a two or three second window of of your cut times, right? Things would just be off. In, in, in every shot of Slaughter Day, maybe not every shot, but in tons of them, you hear the, the cameraman say, 
Okay, go. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh man. It's it's weird though because I feel like this is a genre that's really hard for me to recommend to people. Like I struggle with so I think you introduced me to a lot more shot on video movies and I developed such a love for them, but it's always hard for me to tell other people if they should watch them or not, because it's like you either love it or you think it's excruciating. So it's not for everyone. I have a personal rule where I have to watch, well, I'll watch at least one a year, maybe two. But like usually, a month. <laughs> I a, a lot of times I watch a, an SOV movie and I like I suffer psychic damage. Like I take a fucking hit, you know. And it's it's like a couple days where I'm like still like in like the cards of death hole, you know, where like you I can go to the theater and watch the new A24 movie. Yeah, I mean, that's what puts a death grip on me. Same. No, I, I you're right. I mean, death no in, a, in a video store basement. Grips. Viva Video watch played Cards of Death in in their dingy old basement. Uh, it's what's the, just... what's the lake one? Blood Lake. Oh, Blood Lake. Yeah, yeah. The the just... dad body serial killer. It's so good. <laughs> with lots of with jet skiing. Like, lots of jet skiing. I don't ever want to stop watching them, but I like value. Uh, my insanity. heart and soul and sanity. That like I know. The more I take in, like, they change me after watching them. Like, I, there, there's something is different. Oh, that means it's good. Yeah. That means they're working. <laughs> but I'm curious, like the way The Evil Dead kind of jumps from, like, a regional movie that became a movie that, like, everyone was talking about. A franchise. Like, a franchise. A fucking goddamn blight is what it's become. But, what, yeah. what I mean, is there anything that you could even compare? Is there any, like, what is the SOV movie that you think you could maybe mention and, like, uh, like a regular fucking Joe Schmo would be like, oh, yeah. I know boarding house, boarding house, or the, the burning moon. Oh, regular people do not know Olaf <laughs> Inbach. Regular people know the burning moon. I was like Film nineteen people, years old, maybe. And, and 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 I didn't know. I didn't know anything about SOV stuff. I didn't know anything about eighties German. You're not a regular. I love you, but horror. you're not a regular person. Yeah. But also, I, I guess someone, I'm probably asking the wrong fucking no, people what normal people watch. I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't discover it. Someone showed it to me. And it was because of Intervision. It's because of Severin. Things is another big one. Oh, yeah. Things? I got them both right in front of me right now. Things was like this Canadian bizarre oddity. It was one of like the first shot on video movies to get like a huge, huge release because of Severin's Intervision label. Uh, Barry Gillis. And, Barry uh, J. Gillis <laughs> is a goddamn genius. Yeah, it's, He's still making it's incredible. He, uh, he wrote this and he stars in it. He didn't direct it. I heard, but he became a director. I heard I heard somebody say if Beavis and Butthead were to make Evil Dead, it would be things. Wow. That's kind uh, of accurate, actually. <laughs> it's, Wait, what? what is the first? Is the first one Boarding House? I know that's 82. So Boarding House was the first movie to be shot on VHS to get a wide release. And, uh, like a, a theatrical release. It actually, it got blown up to 35. I know. We, we saw we a 35. Saw print th- at Exhum. Yeah. Well, I, Vinegar Syndrome put it out. But we so that was the first but shot on video. Do, they don't do video stuff. But that's though, because they, they yeah. blew it up to thirty five yeah. because there were elements for it. I mean that's an insanely expensive process. Mm-hmm. So I mean the guy obviously saved all his fucking peanuts making the movie on video and then spent them immediately to strike a thirty five millimeter print it, of it. But it's so magical. I mean it's the first shot on video movie I saw and I don't think I realized at the time that that's what it was because we were watching a 35 millimeter print, but it's like, it defies logic in a way where it almost could be considered surrealism. And certainly some of the shot on video movies, I would call surreal horror. Yeah. I mean, whether they intend to be or not, they fucking absolutely are. I mean, they'll melt your brain. (laughs) The, uh, the, the other like big one that tries to like, claim like first shot on video movie is uh blood cult a uh significantly less interesting movie than boarding house but they're the first movie shot on video for video it was direct to video shot on video but it, it, that one it's it's like a two hour drama with a little bit of killing and uh but it feels two hours it's two hours yeah and and it was that's not that long 
No, but can, can can you imagine it being 1981 or 1982 and you're a random guy who has the capabilities to make a shot on video movie and you're like, all right, we're not going to make this 80 minutes. Two hours might not be that long, but it's it is that long for blood cult. When when your when your uh, star is like in his late sixties with no personality, it's a long movie. <laughs> See, here's the thing, <laughs> like, like this shit fucking like like squirrels my nuts. It fucks me up, man. Like here's the thing. I don't. I I like. I I want the cigar in his teeth. <laughs> I desperately want to see what all of my best friends see in these movies. Like I'll be sitting down watching like don't in a, watch blood cult time. There's better ones out there. Well, watch. what's the one? Like I'm a guy who fucking like Gorotica is the one. Suburban Sasquatch. Wait, Gorotica is another fucking Danzig movie? No, oh, that's, that's Veronica. Veronica. Uh, I love Suburban Sasquatch, but it's a little bit later. It's 2003. Yeah, I was it's, mostly it's, kidding, it's digitally, but, but it's I, amazing. I love it. <laughs> but no, watch Gorotica. It's Hugh Gallagher, creator of uh, Draculina magazine, which was like the ultimate magazine for low budget films. Not SOV specific, but he was probably like the first person to bring SOV into like mainstream horror audience. He also covered tons of like 16 and 60 millimeter region, regional horror. But uh, he started making movies in the early 90s. He had, he calls them the gore trilogy. He's got uh, Gorgasm, Gorotica, and Gore Horror. And they're all good. They're all amazing. He, he's got a couple other movies, too. There's there's one that was like, it, for whatever reason, never came out in the 90s. But there's one. it's called Metal Noir, where uh, he didn't direct, but I think he was the DP and uh, also acts in it. And uh, Charles Pinion, uh, another shot on video director, uh, is in it as well. But Goronica, to me, is like the ultimate shot on video horror movie. Okay, I, I'm taking your advice for sure, and I'm, I'm going to give it a whirl. Michael, help me out. What what's the one that you think will bridge the gap in my fucking consciousness and let me see God? Because I I want to know the man so badly, and I, I I'm just so far away. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean the uh, it took me a while, but I I think Splatter Farm is an absolute masterpiece. Was that the one that like flipped the switch for you? I mean, that was literally like the like the second one I ever saw. Okay. So uh, at first, I was like, "What the fuck?" I'd say it's definitely Polonia's and best then, films too. You know, but then I, I honestly, I, I I saw it for the first time when I was like 19, and I just watched, I just rewatched it for the first time recently, and it's amazing. I mean, the music is amazing. They couldn't really, they had to keep the editing like as simple as possible, because whatever thing they were using to edit, they had to choose whether or not they they wanted dialogue or music they, wow. could, they couldn't do wow. they couldn't add a music track that's over amazing the dialogue it was only one audio track at a time you, you gotta think in the in the late 80s early 90s it's like technology yeah. isn't what it is today you know we have we have it so easy now yeah a movie that no one fucking knows that i have on, yeah w- w- what's one that's gonna ruin me i have i have, I have it on dvd <laughs> right here all right thanks, what do we to, got there? thanks to ross from saturn's core this guy made a more popular movie. I love the tag. All I can see in your hand is the tagline. It just says, believe uh, in dreams. Evil Maker? Is that the big... Uh, evil Maker. Yeah. Evil Maker? Well, evil, for whatever reason, Evil Maker 2 made it to brain damage films, but <laughs> the first one didn't. <laughs> so uh, this guy's name is John Bowker, the filmmaker, and this movie is called Dream Walkers. Not to be confused with Dream Stalker, which I also have in right another, in front of another me. Another great... Um, yeah, I, I need to interrupt also to say that instead of bringing notes, Michael just brought a he's stack He's got a stack of, of movies, movies in front of him, and he's doing this whole show-and-tell presentation. It's, it's, it's incredible. Sick. I should have a stack of VHS tapes in front None of None of them you. are on tape. You brought all the But I, I, have, I, have a, I have some of some of these movies I do have on tape, but I brought the DVDs. I, I also have the VHS rips. So this uh, Dreamwalkers is very low-budget. It feels very regional, but like if you would ask me to like compare it to a movie, I would say Inception or like Papri- that's not a selling point. Sold, pa- paprika, baby. <laughs> paprika, you know, like the, the anime movie. Anal but it, it's about By some. Chris <laughs> it's about a dude who works at a video store and he's like busy making a dream machine thing, you know, like 
like like a thing that can record your dreams. Hell yeah. So it's about him like accidentally getting lost in his own dream world because he's starting to record his own dream. If you die in your dreams, then you die in real life too. Why don't you just wake up? Wake up! Okay, All wait, right. I, I also want to answer this question. I feel like the movie that really tipped me over from being annoyed by shot on video into just loving it is uh the todd sheets movie where they're like outside the house for an a goblin, goblin. it it just it's like <laughs> that's another evil dead ripoff but it's These like takes love place it. in a house <laughs> all the good and, horror movies oh. are evil dead ripoffs yeah. so but he, but it, he but finds it, a tape in the basement they play it, it and, brings and a then goblin. a goblin that like sort of looks <laughs> like a an goblin orc. It, to me, it looked more like a horrible costume that they was rejected from some cheap production of Cats. Troll 2. <laughs> wow. Not, yeah, not even Troll 2. That, but like, and there are so many movies that, that I've seen that feel like they are SOV movies. I, I assume they were shot on video, and then all of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere, a print turns up of Attack of the Beast Creatures, which is a movie that I grew up renting all the time. Yeah, I would I think they shot on film. No, they, they absolutely yeah. did. Definitely. I mean, I, I had no idea because the version that my video store had, it just looked like a dark fuzz the whole time. Hey, dude, and I thought I thought Champagne and Bullets was a shot on video movie. What the hell is Champagne and Bullets? <laughs> AKA Get Even. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The the Wingshauser and the Wingshauser uh, drunken classic. John also, DeHart. hang on. John DeHart has my phone number, by the way. Does he really? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. If Charles, if you love Attack of the Beast creatures, it's really only a matter of time before you're like visually waterboarded into also loving you're SOV one of us. movies. Yes. Yeah, you're one of you us. are. You are. I I have the gene type for sure. You know, like I can definitely develop this cancer at some point. That everyone. Oh my god. Genotype. That was someone peeling out. I think. Uh, no, those are cats, cats fight. Fighting. There's no way the microphones are picking it up, but it sounds like a fucking war is going on back there. <laughs> but the reason why I keep trying is because I know that there is going to be a movie that fucking changes everything for me. And Attack of the Beast Creatures is one that, like, anytime I didn't know what to rent, like the five for five for five deal at most video stores, you get five movies for five days for $5. If I was ever hanging on to four movies and I had, like... Like, what, what else am I going to get? It's Attack of the Beast Creatures. That was the one that I'm like, oh, I'll just get this again. Dude, if you're unsure about the SOV stuff, watch a couple J.R. Bookwalter movies, man. We can lend you we can lend you the Blu-rays. Bookwalter, he was big. He started off on film. He, his first movie ever, coming back to Evil Dead, uh, he had uh, ghost producers Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, The Dead Next Door. It was shot on 16. Oh, I've seen this. Bruce Campbell, ADR'd. Uh, uh, voice acting in one of the characters. Sam Raim was a ghost producer. For whatever reason, that's Book Walter's biggest production. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then quickly moved to to shot on video movies. I think each movie was like less and less of a budget. He, I mean, he did uh, Robot Ninja was like his like uh, his comic book horror movie that had uh, Batman was in it. Um, Batman's in that. Batman's in it. The well, the uh, who plays that Batman in the sixties? Adam. Oh, Adam West. Adam oh. West is in Robot Ninja. Wow. Um, and uh, so, like, not in the Batman suit. He's not. I totally suit. thought when you said Batman's <laughs> in, it, I'm like, damn, how the fuck did this guy get Batman? He got Adam. He got Adam West to be in his comic like book Stan movie. Lee being and, in an ambulance. Th- then he did a movie called Ozone, which was like an, an insane yeah. special Ozone. effects movie. Ozone's amazing. But then he made like six shot on video movies with like no effects and no budget. But they're like some of the best ones, like Kingdom of the Vampire. Oh, it's they have, like, so action, good. They have like action elements. There's like fight scenes and, and chase sequences and all and, that good stuff and it's got matthew jason walsh who is like the next crispin Amazing. glover you know he's he's like he's definitely like the dime store glover what's the other one that walsh is in uh not kingdom of the vampires 
He's in well. He's in a few of them. He's in the Sandman. Uh, he's in Midnight Two, uh, the uh, sequel to John. That's Russo's. exactly yeah. what I'm thinking of. It's incredible. Yeah. So uh, you might you probably know Midnight from John Russo. Uh, yeah. he, he was uh, the writer of Night of the Living Dead, and uh, he made Midnight in what was it like 1980 or somewhere around there, and it was like a pretty cool like Pennsylvania ish. Texas Chainsaw it's type great. movie. It's great. I don't know why it doesn't get more attention. It, it should be a cult classic, but I mean, it is to me, but it's like not why. Well, settle for psychotronic classic. Sure. So Midnight 2 is like like an early 90s shot on video sequel. It kind of has like the Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, disease where it's like the first third of the movie is... A clip show. A clip show. But then when it gets to like the new stuff, it's pretty fantastic. And Matthew Jason Walsh, I to me, has like an amazing charisma that's that just carries the film that that's awesome i i think earlier when i was kind of ranting a little bit about taking psychic damage uh the the thing i was thinking about most bruce is when i forget we were having a movie marathon and we were kind of just like dj and like movies were just kind of coming on when they came on and it, and you played something late at night like right and that's the perfect time to watch these movies like i mean yeah. especially no it's not when cards of death came on at midnight you wanted to murder john yes i wanted to murder <laughs> you when you played i do i don't remember what movie you played bruce I think, but uh, i think i know what you're talking what about what marathon was it i think you're i think you're talking about a rock savage movie i think uh, it might have been oh. Ma- dude max blood vampire spy yeah we were having a vampire it was either a vampire <laughs> thing or we're having a mummy thing it might have been a mummy I thing think i saw it, i think he's talking about rock savage yeah I just he, get, he, that he's definitely talking about yeah. Max Blood. Max Blood Vampire Spy is a fucking wild trip. It, it, some of the movies shot on video, some of the movies shot on Super 8. I don't think they edited it until like the 90s, but some of it was shot in like the early 80s. Well, it was all the whole thing was ADR was was it seemed like people were just fucking joking around with every voice. It was yeah, it was it was rock, the other yeah. rock. And if by people yeah. you mean one guy for yeah. the most part. So ro- rocks rock savage, he's this great dude. He's like out of like Baltimore, Virginia area. He uh <laughs> I don't even put in the words this guy. He uh, he he dresses like a mod. Like he looks British. He would just look a picture at he him. He almost looks like Roman Polanski. He does. He, he does. does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but and he he always wants to play like a spy. He feels like he's James Bond, except he's like battling like creatures and stuff. And then his sidekick is always like the mod mutilator, which is like this guy in the wrestling mask. Like who, Luchador. Luchador, yeah. And Max Blood Vampire Spy, it's it's kind of like a gangster film with vampires. The leader of the squad is named is Crackhead. Uh, and it's and and I, and I think by the time the movie came out, they forgot the dialogue, so they made up new dialogue. That's what it, that's it. what it felt like. It's totally it. It like hurt me bad, man. Like, and it was after like a long day of watching like wacko vampire movies, and then that one was just the like the one to you know send me home. <laughs> to, to me, late night, late yeah. late night. Uh, and uh, drug or alcohol induced is the best time to experience those kind of things where you have no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah. What does uh, uh, what does David the Rock Nelson say? My, my films are best enjoyed uh, in a room full of people with uh, alcohol and booze. Right? <laughs> Uh, except for kids don't drink alcohol yeah. just drink java and your hot chocolate eat snacks and so pizza. the guy you just mentioned that's rock savage but the guy that i hear you guys talk about all the time david the rock, rock nelson is there's david two, the rock two nelson rocks in my life yeah so rock savage i have not had the pleasure of actually meeting with in person but i really hope to one day but david the rock nelson uh possibly the greatest shot on video uh director ever the edward of the 90s the and, ed- beyond. and beyond <laughs> Oh, man, how to start with The Rock, man. He is uh, the most eccentric man I've ever met. He was a uh, three-decade Golden Glove boxer. He was a Marine, and uh, one day he uh, dropped out of Bible school to start making horror movies. Uh, He's probably the only shot-on-video horror movie director that I've experienced that intends on making 
family horror films. No, no cuss words. No curse words. No rock music. No rap. Uh, no no bl- nudity. No, no gore. No nudity. You know. Wait. Well, only, so only Janet appearances occasionally. <laughs> so what's uh, what's the draw? Why, why why is he the best? Why is he the goat? I think he's the most natural comedian like uh, of uh, that I've ever seen. It's, it's like he's like an Andy Kaufman character. Only only there, there's not an extra layer. It's real. It's yeah. not it's, just it's, this it's fucking bit. Mm-hmm. He plays usually a. Uh, average about five characters for film if he needs somebody else he enlists his family members or random people at bars that he runs into his brother is in like he'll go he'll go to horror conventions and he'll approach people's uh like celebrities tables and he'll throw like a like a rubber monster at him and bam, uh, I, th- I think in, you mean a monster. A monster, yeah. It's, it's always that's Drop true. It's R. always mo- yeah. It's it's a monster movie. It's He's not like, monster. oh, you're at this hotel. You're in my movie now. He, he'll go up to Roger Corman's table, throw his devil ant. He calls it Adam, and then on the cover of the box it says, starring Roger Corman. <laughs> It's insane. <laughs> but he hasn't just done this at horror conventions. He's done it at political conventions, too. Oh, so, hell yeah. And I'll say, like, starring Hillary Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton stars in The First Devil Ant. Donald Trump stars in one of the sequels. Wow. Wow. Stars in. You know, he showed up to a... a, a he can't get, like... Jean Reno, so he gets Janet Reno to be in his fucking movie. <laughs> but it, it's also like it makes Devil Ant look like a slow ride to Grandma's house. <laughs> he goes back that far. Janet Reno. He probably met Janet Reno. But no. But it's also like if you took if you took like a ten or twelve year old kid and asked them what kind of horror movie they would want to make like that's what he's making as an adult in a genuine way um i would say that's what he made when he was an adult now that he's in his elderly years is still making it as well he's 66 years old and he's still going and he has not lost in uh, an ounce of his energy or creativity yeah he is the energy of like a a 12 year old who would just ate too much sugar you know <laughs> so kind of I, I think the reason why sugar. This conversation is kind of so inspiring to me is I usually avoid these movies because the people who I know who really like them, they only watch them to laugh at them. They only watch them to like feel superior or, or, or in some way that's and I don't enjoy that at all. Like it's it's not my thing. And I, I, th- I think some movies that are, that are shot on video can qualify for that. I I'm obviously that like I mean, I'm not above so. fucking laughing at a bad movie. I'm not trying to say that like I think it's, you know, immoral to fucking laugh when you're watching, you know, aliens from planet Zorbo. I don't fucking know. I'm tired. I, feeders, I'll, feeders I'll, too. I'll, I'll say some of these but, things are easy to laugh at, but I genuinely love. I know. These I, I, movies. I can see that. And, 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 and that, and that's why I like, and I, I, I want to see that too. And, and I always kind of associate them with like I don't want to like fucking name drop and you know talk shit, but like Neil Breen movies, which I'm I'm not a fan of. I that, I, I love Neil Breen, but he would definitely fall into Neil Breen's that category God. where you, you can't really take him too seriously. But there's plenty of shot on video movies that you can. Hugh, movies like Hugh Gallagher, that stuff that I like, you know. They're they're not technically inept. They're just you know lo-fi. Yeah. And I'm fine with ineptitude. I mean, obviously they they're trying their damnedest, folks. You know, they're doing what they can, and I I absolutely love and respect that all the time to see someone going for broke. I mean, that's what all my favorite movies are like. All my favorite exploitation movies and Hong Kong movies is also. I think. So earlier I brought up Suburban Sasquatch, which is a movie that I genuinely love, but I think there's a way to laugh with a movie and not think you're above it. Yeah. And with something like Suburban Sasquatch and definitely some of these other movies like Truth or the Truth or Dare series, it's like part of what makes them so amazing is it seems like the person who made the films did it out of such love and passion, which I have respect for, but it's like they just disregard the conventional laws of storytelling and filmmaking in a way that often is unintentionally hilarious, but is wonderful. Yeah, and sometimes they they strike gold or they come up with like a way of showing or telling something that you would have never, ever, ever thought to do that like nobody would. And and that's why, like, I know I mentioned, I keep fucking mentioning the Evil Dead, but, like, that's what they did. They gave you this ridiculous, relentless, insane movie that 
you didn't have any ground to stand on. And a lot of these movies, that's what they feel like. Like, you don't know... Not that you don't know what the fuck is going on. Is like, you have no idea what could possibly happen next. <laughs> you know? There's no fucking way you could ever guess what would happen next. There's um, there's a, a director uh, named uh, Charles Pignon I briefly mentioned earlier, but he started off doing uh, video stuff in Florida, but he ended up moving to New York and got mixed in with the cinema of transgression, like the Nick Zed crew and stuff, right? Who uh, were making a lot of like really bizarre psychotronic stuff on film uh, in the 70s and 80s. And Pinion starts shooting on video stuff that you could never, ever get studio permission for. Uh, he's got a movie called Red Spirit Lake, where, like, in the first five minutes, you see, like, a woman being, like, tortured with, like, nipple clamps. And, like, there's, like, a cum shot, kill shot in a sauna later. It's, like, stuff <laughs> you, you'll never be allowed to film it with any company that's, like, giving you money. <laughs> but it, but with if you're doing it yourself on a home camcorder... Do whatever the fuck you want, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's amazing about it. Yeah, you can make a snuff film. No one's regulating <laughs> this shit. You can do anything. Tienes películas de snuff? There's directors like, um, well, Giuseppe Andrews does this, and uh, also Elliot Pesentino, uh, who ha- show like real heroin use in oh, their oh, movies. Yeah. You love to see it. I mean, Maybe I don't know, like, but, <laughs> but but you but you can, you know, uh, it, it's yeah, it's it's discomforting, but I mean sometimes that's the point of film. Elliot Pasadena, I watched a film called uh, the the girls love blood, and the the movie ends in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> that's incredible. But but that's also. <laughs> I want to end one of these episodes like that. Just fucking right there. It's done. No, but the tape probably ran out. Whether it's intentional and thought out or an accident of fate. We'll never know. Or an accident of ineptitude. It's like having this whole branch of cinema separate from conventional Hollywood standards. It's I feel like it's so necessary. And it may take you a while to find things that you like, but it's like once you fall in love with some of these movies, and and I do feel like something we were talking about at the beginning of the episode is this idea that even shot on film and like Super 8 movies like uh, the other guy from Maryland, uh, Don Doler, it's like a lot of the stuff he does, even though it's shot on film, it's like... Love Don. Don's incredible, but it's like it feels like a sometimes it feels like a like a precursor to Twin Peaks that also happens to be a low budget horror movie. It's just amazing. I'm sorry to derail you guys, but there's this movie. I haven't seen it. I know you guys all watched it in a marathon. I didn't go to. I don't know if it's shot on video or not, so I'll, I'll cut this bit if it's not. It was like this Las Vegas set horror oh my movie. God. Las Vegas Bloodbath? I have no yeah, idea. Dracula. Oh, Dracula in Vegas. Hell yeah. Yeah, what the Hell fuck yeah. is Dracula in Vegas? Can you, can... That, that's digital. Michael, uh, it's digital. Th- that should be included in the... In the okay, well, this, this goes back to my first question was like, is there some fucking line in the sand between the digital it boys? Might as well be shot. Well, I mean, all the SOV guys would go on to just do digital stuff. Well, the, the reason why people shot on video was because it was cheap and available. Yeah, and, and that's so what digital when, when eventually was. When you reached the early 2000s, this... The people that were shooting on VHS were shooting digital. You know, I mean... Like, like is Brad Sykes shot on video or is he digital? Uh, he, I think he, his first two films, I think, were video, but then it, they all became like mini DVDs. He did, he did the 3D movies. Back yeah. to uh, fake, fake 3D. Dracula... What's her... Dracula, Dracula in Vegas. Vegas. Dracula in Vegas. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> well, can, Michael, what is this movie? Are you familiar with this this title? Yeah, so... Um, it's pure art. I feel like... One of the cool things about SOV movies is what they may be lacking in, like, the effects department or, like, the production value department. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking weed gummy just gig in. They make up for it with just insane dialogue, you know, where it's like, we don't care if there's effects or if, if there's a cool background. It's the most vulgar. People are saying insane things. stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I love... Giuseppe Andrews. And when I and we say people is 
primarily the director's mother. The director's mother who went on to have a career in hardcore porn. I think they already had a career. No, 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 no. Mark, so when... When we did this marathon, it was for my birthday one year. It was all vampire movies. And our friend Mark, who I'm sure we will have on an episode at some point, we were all so in love with this woman that Mark looked her up. And after Dracula and Vegas, she went on to have a career in all these hardcore movies that are like... It's like Granny Gangbang. Oh, yeah. Granny Cream Pie. Yeah. Piss on Granny. Shit like that. Good for her. Two thumbs up. She was in her 80s, by the way. And did her son have a hand in any of these later films? I'd say it's certainly possible, but I have no idea. I'd like to think so. He gave her a leg up. In in the (laughs) film era, too. He made um, uh, Crazy Fat Ethel. You know, before the shot on video days, was it Satan's Black Wedding? Was that his other like big film? Movie? I think so. Yeah, in the early eighties. Uh, that sounds about right. I know Crazy Fat Ethel, but not the other one. <laughs> but uh, well, and he reuses scenes from both of those movies in all of his shot SOV stuff, which is also such a standard like low budget regional filmmaking. Yeah, you have to. I mean, God, I know it makes you mad that Godfrey Ho does it so often, yes, but it does. Whether you're Godfrey, Godfrey Ho or Jim Lenorski or Lloyd Kaufman, you're gonna you're gonna reuse that explosion. Yeah. I always refer to Godfrey Ho as an international regional filmmaker. Godfrey Ho, more like Godless. <laughs> Godless Ho, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the director of Dracula in Vegas's mother was probably in a movie called Godless Ho. <laughs> Godless Ho 4. Attack of the Grannies. <laughs> Hello? Pizza guy? Hello? Stop! Don't burn me! Don't stop! Don't stop, you! Don't stop! Pizza's free! Hello, I'm looking for my son, Max. Hi, I'm Paul. I'm his roommate. He's not here right now. He's with his girlfriend. That tramp, she has A's. What? I sure as hell hope I don't get it. You better be careful with these young girls. They fuck around too much. What? Yeah, you are only safe with clean women. How can you tell if they're clean? By the smell. That's right. You are a very nice young man. Do you have a girlfriend? Nah, they're all gold diggers in this town. Not all women are like that. One little, like, subgenre of shot on video that the movies that Michael and I kind of really fall in with, the heavy metal movie. Hell yeah. Specifically, the movie that uh, our first movie got compared to the most uh, is, Which a, is Blood Sick Psychosis. It was our first movie. And I don't know, we must have got like dozens of people say, it reminded me a lot of a Todd Cook film. Death Metal Zombies. That's a compliment. I I, I certainly take it as I think it's one of the greatest shadow video horror movies ever. Um, But there was like this sort of like, you know, growing scene, uh, mostly in the 90s, where people wanted to like incorporate, you know, like their heavy metal friends bands into the movies and stuff. So you got Death Metal Zombies, which I think like relapse records, like, like sent like a ton of music for said do whatever you want you with it you know and then um there's people like uh marcus cook who uh he made a movie called rot and he just like would go to punk and metal shows and say who wants to be an extra in a movie i'm filming in the back parking lot and like yeah that's what that's what rev terry and grindhouse seller compared blood sick to oh we uh, love them other awesome was rot yeah yeah rot um also like that I think Marcus Cook, he filmed that movie when he was a teen. I think he was like 17 or 18. And uh, he's in, he's from Florida, or at least he lived in Florida when he was making that. And he calls up Joel Weinkoop, 
okay? Can you come down for a day and film with us, right? Because he was lived like an hour or two away in Florida. Who, if you don't know Joe Weinkoop, he's uh, <clears throat> he's known for like the Tim Ritter shot on video horror movies. Um, I know that name. Is Tim Ritter the uh, Truth or Dare guy? Yeah, yeah Killing exactly. Spree, Truth okay. or Dare. Uh, I'm saving those movies for after my come to Jesus epiphany moment and I see the light of shot great. on video movies. Just, say, watch, just watch Wine Coop's whole filmography. The, um, the, the, the first Truth or Dare is actually shot on film, which most people like don't really think about that because it was direct-to-video, but it was shot on 16. Really? All the sequels are on video. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So people associate it with a shot on video, and it was a direct-to-video film. But, uh, but Joel Weinkoop, he is the star of all the sequels and the original short. They, you know, they originally made like a movie called Twist Illusions, and the third short in it was called Truth or Dare. And the studio saw that and was like, this is awesome. You should expand this into a feature. We're going to give you a ton of money. All right. Tim Ritter wrote that when he was a teenager. And I think they had like fifty grand to make it, or something yeah. Like and uh, yeah, they they hired, uh, but they were like, "Oh, this Joel Weinkoop can't play the lead, though." So like, they hired like a like a soap opera actor to play the lead. Uh, but then after the first one, they just got Weinkoop back. Yeah, hell yeah, I like that. Although, That's awesome. It's like the Phantasm sequels. <laughs> Although, if you want to see the ultimate Weinkoop movie, I recommend Creep. Uh, it's it, it's a fantastic uh, like serial killer gets out of jail and just goes on a murdering rampage instantaneously has mother issues and a lot of these movies seem to involve dudes who have like wife girlfriend and or mother issues well who the, el- who the hell else is making shot on video horror movies am i right fellas <laughs> uh so tell me what was it like making a fucking movie with, with shot on video was it like you guys were just like partying and drinking the whole time drinking the whole time yes yes but party and <laughs> it was not a party <laughs> I, you know, I think everyone thinks uh, making a movie with your friends will be a lot of fun, uh, but when you get down to it, it's a lot of work. Uh, even even a cheap movie that's shot on video with your with your friends costs money. And uh, I remember like the first night of filming, Charles Smith was like, "Hey, Mike, uh, we're making a movie. You having fun? <laughs> <laughs> you enjoying this, buddy? What you always wanted to do?" And I was like, you know, no, I'm dying. <laughs> You have no idea how bad my anxiety is. And I'm all I'm just worried about the camera working. That's all I'm worried about. Right that now. that being said, I, I I love making movies. And our first movie was a lot more casual. We were filming uh, maybe like once or twice a week on weekends when we all had off. And it was mostly a group of friends getting together. The second movie we took a little bit more serious. We hired a few like professional actors, professional film crew, and we filmed it over the course of a, mostly of a, over the course of a week. And oh, holy shit! So you had like it was like four days. Wow. For the most part, everything was everything was shot from like a Monday to a Thursday. We hired thirteen a- hour days every day. You sound like you're not over it <laughs> mentally. Listen, well, I mean, we've literally listen, been working on it since December, and, and, and it's almost June. We ju- we just, I mean, we just finished editing a few weeks ago. We're still working on some post stuff, like getting artwork and packaging together. So it's you know a solid you know six or seven months of our year, not including writing and pre production. Uh, but we, I I will say it's a lot of work, but we love doing it. At least I do, you know? I mean, it's like the most fun I've ever had doing anything. I mean, growing up, I I would make little movies with my, like, neighborhood friends and shit. And it was awesome. And I kind of assumed I would just keep doing that forever, you know? But uh, it's really tough to get all of your friends to take, like, a month off or to take even a week off for anything, you know, at all. I tried filming a movie about 12 or 13 years ago, enlisting no one but my friends. And we filmed for two days and then it fell apart and it was like pretty soul crushing because I, I was, like, it was yeah. like what I wanted to do for so long. I know. And I was always so jealous of my friends that were in bands because it's like, oh, they can do that. You know, that's no problem. But then like when you want to make a movie, it's just it's much harder to do with only four people. It can sure. be done, but uh, it's it's tough. Yeah. So I, I found myself now in within the more recent years, like my friends are actually more dedicated to this kind of stuff. You know, I know people like Michael, who's like really into photography. And uh, we have a friend who was on this podcast before, Josh Christensen, who's a professional actor that was into the part. 
And Angel too, who's on our podcast. Yes. Yeah, every every guest that we've had so far is in your movies, except yeah. for us. You know, I well, mean, like when, when, Charles, when you, your voice is in the movie. What? Oh, he he didn't hear this yeah. part. Uh, so wait, I think. I Holy can, shit! You didn't credit. Wait, wait, wait a second. Hang on, you're gonna be getting a fucking call from my lawyer, buddy. I told, I told you guys that I was recording some extra chatter at the uh, Oscar party. There's a party scene in our in our new movie, A Corpse for Christmas, and when uh, we filmed all of the scenes that we needed with the main characters, and we told everyone to shut the fuck up while we were filming, but then we forgot to go back and record everyone just talking. Yeah, right there you go. Everybody left. <laughs> you got no room tone. I, I, I thought, like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do all the stuff, and then we'll actually have a party afterwards. Well, come twelve thirty at night when we were done everything. It's like okay, yeah, we're done. You're free and everybody to go. Just, so everybody just like, fucking right, we'll left. Leave it, it was just it was just me arguing with with Bruce's roommates. <laughs> so we had I uh, was the only people who were left. So you know, I think there there was uh, an Oscar party hosted by our mutual friend Josh and Michael set up a. Uh, a microphone and just recorded everyone hanging out partying and uh and i just had to delete every time somebody said brendan frazier uh, <laughs> i i think a line about will smith is left in i don't th- i don't think they say the name will smith but you can hear somebody say he's banned for two years for slapping i think that's somebody. charles i think that's what charles is wow saying. that's that's great so you're a part of the film whether you like it or not (laughs) i might have to edit out the bit that uh says that me and sam went to an oscar party because i feel like the shame oh the pure shame this goes out publicly you know i mean fuck you got you guys won first place on uh the 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 picks of uh the winners right oh well i cheated i looked at the vegas odds i saw who who vegas picked and i went right down the fucking line and the Oscar goes to... Shakespeare in Love. David Carpet, Donna Gelati, Harvey Weinstein. Producers. This is the first Oscar for David Carpet, Donna Gelati, Harvey Weinstein, and... Eddie. Also, okay, can we just say that the Oscars are the antithesis of shot on video horror? And let's not talk about them anymore. Okay, hang on. We're going to keep <laughs> talking about them. What shot on video movie... Should have won an Oscar. Should have won the Oscar. Okay, last for if we're talking last year, all right, 2022. Su- <laughs> okay, Susanna Capistrasi made a film called Night of the Zodiac. Okay, and it's um she's a detri- uh, director from Detroit. Uh, she does a similar thing that Michael and I are doing. Um, she makes film on on Is it video. In your pile, Michael. Oh my God, you're. I thought you were digging for the movie. <laughs> getting my answer ready and her movie is is a love letter to shot on video in itself while also being like a zodiac sequel if you if it's like if something to the fincher film uh, kind of is it a ted cruz biopic (laughs) listen the basic plot of this movie is that the zodiac murderer who we all know was never caught for whatever reason starts contacting this dude and wants him to be the next Zodiac killer. Oh man, it's like a Santa Claus situation. I love that. I fucking love that. But but he decides for some reason to murder people emulating his favorite shot on video horror movies. That sounds amazing. This this does sound good. And also, okay, if you're a Zodiac fan, at the end of her movie, there is a Zodiac cipher for the audience to figure out. Oh, my oh, God. Hell and yeah. if you figure out her <laughs> cipher and contact the director, she will send you a fun wow. piece well, of... Well, she send this, you, this is making me think of like a Christmas story. Will she send you a glass of Ovaltine? No, this is reminding me of um, another movie that I haven't seen but I heard about. Uh, I think I'm going to play it at the Psychotronic Film Society one time. It's a movie about like uh, a big treasure hunt. There's all these characters looking for this treasure. It ends with without an ending. They no one finds the treasure, but someone looks at the camera and says, "Here is the final clue. Maybe you can find the treasure." And it ends. No, this sounds like a rude thing that the British would do. No, this sounds no. This is an American thing for sure. It was like a movie that was made by like Staples or something, or like Office Depot wanted to get in the movie making game, and they're like, okay, how we have to do some kind of gimmick. It sounds like it's a mad, 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 mad world. You know what we haven't brought up that has nothing to do with its mad, 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 mad world? 
the the sort of height of shot on video wave productions what's wave <laughs> what's wave productions uh dave castiglione and and uh maybe my uncle sal longo <laughs> <laughs> as far as i know is probably not related to me but uh yeah they're these guys out of south jersey that um they started out just making fetish films a ton of them are released through Saturn's core, but you can also order directly from Wave. In the 90s, you could like write a porn script and send it to a company with the proper amount of money, and they would make it. 500 bucks. We're I've talking. heard about yeah. this. And, and this um, was like not specifically porn related, but I'm sure that you know it went on the fetish it was, side it was, of things sometimes. Well, also, you didn't have to mail them a script. You could just send them a list of the fetishes that you want in it. I want girls who are wearing mummy costumes. <laughs> I, or they're, you know, uh, just, I want to see somebody choked for 12 minutes straight. Okay. Uh, or I want to see a car wash scene. All right. There, there's a wave movie called sorority slaughter. Sounds like a slasher movie, right? Not, it's really not. But there, there is a movie where there, it starts off car washing. Oh, the girl's shirt gets wet, right? Okay, cool. We see like tits, right? But then the movie stops and it's just a guy squeezing a hose at a girl for six minutes straight. Just a close up on wet tits and a t shirt with hose sprayed on him. It's, it, it's fucking insane. Uh, I guess to wrap things up, where can people watch Bloodsick Psychosis and what's your new movie? Uh, our new film is called A Corpse for Christmas. Uh, Bloodsick Psychosis is available on Blu-ray uh, at uh, bloodsickproductions.bigcartel.com. You could also get it from our friends at Diabolic DVD. Uh, and you can stream it on Amazon Prime for like a dollar if you want. Um, and then our new film, A Corpse for Christmas, is having a Christmas in July premiere tour. Uh, we're going to be playing at Philomoka in Philly. We're going to be playing at uh, Analog Sunday with Magnetic Magic in Kansas City. We'll be playing Spectacle Theater in New York City. I want to go to that. Uh, that that's where we want to go. Yeah, David, when is that happening? Uh, so it's there's going to be a few dates, actually. And he, they're going to be playing both of our films, uh, Corpse and Bloodsick. Uh, awesome. So um, those dates should be announced soon. Uh, we'll also be at Ralph's Rock Diner in, in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, we will be at Collision in Pittsburgh. We'll be at Auto Bar in Baltimore. Hell yeah. Uh, we'll be at Zoetropolis in Lancaster. We'll be at uh, Red, White, and Brew in Audubon, New Jersey. And uh, there might be a Chicago show. There Did might... you mention Magnetic Magic? Yep, Magnetic Magic. Are, um, are you guys going on tour? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'll, I'll be at every show. Michael will probably be at a lot of them. Uh, all of them except... Kansas City, Kansas City probably. And, Are you not allowed can, in Kansas City? Not anymore. Well, and we we can also put all the actual show dates in our show notes. Cool. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely keep <laughs> uh, everybody. A handful on that. of them are still unannounced, but by the time the show airs, they probably will be because it's all July. Um, I think there's like one show in August, but the rest of them are all we're trying to do all Christmas in July. Uh, and then, um, there, I don't know, I might be leaving one or two out. There might be Chicago or Detroit or we're still kind of pending, but, um, that's awesome. I'm so hyped for you guys. This is the fucking coolest shit in the whole world. It, no, it really fucking is like, you, you know, we were, um, we're, we're like friends with lots of bands, right? You know, like yeah. most of my friends are like metal and punk dudes. Right. But I've never been musically inclined, but now this is like our chance to have like our own tour, you know, <laughs> there might be some musical openers at some of the shows too. That's awesome. Yo, hell yeah. You should get devil master to well, play. Savage mystic is going to play. And then in Pittsburgh, there's going to be like a synth, a synth wave or like a, like a dark if, wave uh, band if you're into like heavy metal too man like we've got a, an insane soundtrack uh and there are like six live performances we've got devil master savage mystic unreal city acid witch blue anxiety the virus teenage bigfoot sorrow night concrete cavemen 
the goddamn gallows. Like it's like an insane like list. Of Did you music. make one of those up? Yo, which one's made up? I'm going with the goddamn <laughs> <They're all> gallows. <laughs> goddamn God gallows is one of the biggest ones we mentioned. Yeah, uh, they um, goddamn gallows do the intro. The very first music video I ever did. You know, I started off doing claymation music videos, and uh, goddamn gallows was our was my first video ever. Sick. So we'll have VHS and Blu-ray at all of our live shows. Uh, that'll be your first chance to, to see the movie live or pick up home home video copies, and we'll probably have it for sale on our big cartel store after the tour, maybe closer to the holiday season. Sick. Are you guys gonna get rich? <laughs> we'll never get rich off movies like this. Uh, we are rich we are, enough we to are make rich. a third movie. Yeah. We are rich. Uh, we well, so we actually have a a, a, a third short. We have a short film called Pumpkin Man Lives. That uh, was kind of like our sister project to A Corpse for Christmas. Uh, it's briefly featured in the movie. It, oh, you have a movie within a movie? Because I fucking love yeah. a movie within a movie. <laughs> I live for movies within a movie. Our, the, the killers watch Pumpkin Man Lives in A Corpse for Christmas. It's a sequel to a David the Rock Nelson movie, Pumpkin Man. He, he has five shorts that he released as an anthology called Pumpkin Man. Uh, and um, he uh, he was lucky. We were, we were lucky enough to have him... Uh, ask us to do a sequel he gave us the name and i basically said do whatever you want as long as there's no no hard rock no cursing no gore no nudity no no, no rap music no rap music. wow <laughs> which your your actual movie has all of those things yeah. yes everything and, that david the rock nelson does and, not want well and pumpkin man lives you know i thought i wrote like a pretty like pg cut and then after we finished it he sent me more stipulations. No like, suicide. Uh, no suicide. Uh, we got to cut some things out. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you're making the Rock mad at you. I would never want to do that, you know. So he, um, the the Rock's the Rock's a, a, a wonderful dude, but he's also like he has things. Does he have a deep well of anger within him? No, no, no anger. No, oh, anger. no, I've seen him get angry. He I've has seen, prerequisites. You know, in Blood Sick Psychosis, we, you know, he originally was supposed to say a line about babysitter's guts uh, were, were replaced by dog feces. And The Rock left us this two-minute long voicemail saying, I just read this script. By the way, we're like an hour from his house, a 10-hour drive to Chicago. (laughs) He's like, I just finally read the script, and I see this line about dog feces, and I can't and I won't say it. Like, I refuse. Some lady, her dog crapped on my lawn one day, and I I never got over it. (laughs) And he refuses to mention dog feces. Oh my God! And uh, he also refused to put on the Santa suit in Corpse for Christmas. So he—he sounds like a real fucking diva. You guys are working with <laughs> he here. He wasn't angry. He just he has. Uh, he just has. There's a line. He's uh, got a. He won't do anything you ask him to do. But uh, but he's still well. What great actor does? He's the greatest he, actor we've ever worked with. Really, he's definitely in the neurodivergent camp, uh, as also, as some of us on this episode are also. I also want to say, if you are a fan of shot on video movies, uh, there's some other people in this movie that you will recognize besides David the Rock Nelson. We've got Joel D. Weinkoop, known for his, mostly for his Tim Ritter films. Uh, and we've got uh, Melissa La Martina, who's known for her WNUF Halloween uh, special films. What else? And we got Casper Melted Hair uh, in the lead role. She's known for her Donald Farmer movies. They're not shot on video, but obviously Donald Farmer is like one of the biggest shot on video directors of hi- of the 90s and early 80s. We've also got a lot of like heavy metal band members in roles. We've got uh, Francis Kano from Devil Master. We've got uh, Nikki DiCadeo from Savage Mystic as like the main killer. Uh, we've got, um, Asawari Angel, who has been on this show before. Uh, they are in a lot of, like, weird, sort of, like, horror fetish stuff from Sam Hell, like Vanya. Who else is in this movie? Sounds like a real clown car filled with crazy folks you guys it, got. It, it's, it's, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a mix of, like, SOV horror actors, fetish models, and heavy metal band members. Well, I'm fucking hyped. This is sick. Usually we like to end the episode with like a joke, you're, you know? You're in it too, Charles. Your voice. I know. I'm fucking, yeah, I'm, I'm the star of Corpse for Christmas. <laughs> 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 Talking about Will Smith. Uh, we like to end the show with a joke. Just like it's fun when the music's fading out and there's, there's, a, there's a joke. Um, do you guys want to hear an offensive Italian joke? Absolutely. Michael's favorite. Okay. Some offensive towards Italians. Okay. Uh, 
Do you know the one about how how God was so mad at the Romans for killing Jesus that he made them all Italian? <laughs> you know that one? Uh, what about uh, hey, what about uh, we're trying to have Michael back on the show as a guest <laughs> host because we love him. Let's not alienate Italian Americans. All right, they're alien enough as it is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, we're done. We're done. Thanks for coming on, guys. You guys are fucking awesome. Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Thank Sam. You. We love you guys. Thank you. Whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said Vafangul. <laughs> You know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. Anti-Italian discrimination.